All right, good evening. Thank you for being here this Amen. And uh, so glad that everybody can come out. Now, I want to I encourage you to do something for me. Um, this is not a time to criticize and attack others who are not at church. Okay? This is, if somebody has a concern and they stay home, that's okay. All right? We are here to encourage and build up and edify. And so let's be Christians. Let's be a church family and let's encourage others. Amen. And we're going to turn, well, you're not going to turn any hymn book. We're going to sing praise him, praise him in just a second. And all the words are going to be up there. But let's go Lord in prayer as we begin our service. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house this, this morning and this evening. Lord, I pray that you speak to us through your word. And uh, Lord, I know we got business to do tonight, but Lord, we're going to worship you. And we thank you, thank you so much uh, for those that are here, a part of this uh, service, a part of this church. We give you all the honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's all stand. All right, let's stand and sing praise him, praise him. This is written by Fanny Crosby as well, so have that perspective in mind. Praise him, praise him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Sing all earth his wonderful love proclaim. Hail him, hail him, highest archangels in glory. Strength and honor give to his holy singing on the last verse. Praise Him, praise Him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Heavenly portals, loud with hosannas ring. Jesus, Savior, reigneth forever and ever. Crown Him, crown Him, prophet and priest and Good singing, and most of you I think I saw here this morning, there are some that were not here, so I will uh, go over all the announcements again, even though a lot of these are repeat, it's good to see Drew here and his sister. Folks been praying for Drew, continue to remember him with his foot, that's healing up there, but uh, good to have them here tonight. Don't forget, parents of uh, young people in the youth group, and teenagers, we do have a split activity this Saturday, and again, if you have any questions, any of the girls or the moms, you can see my wife, that'll be four to seven at our house for the girls. <coughs> 
excuse me, guys will be 1 to 8 o'clock. I think I've gotten in contact with all the fellas, and they should know about that. Guys, we do need to bring uh, drinks and desserts, so we'll, we'll get together about that maybe on Wednesday night. So we're looking forward to that. Should be some nice weather for that activity. Don't forget about praying again for our seniors as well as giving toward the uh, senior offering. That'll be going toward the college shower for those students that go off to college. They'll be dividing that up in August, August the 2nd, and that's getting closer and closer each and every week. Be praying for that graduation. That is on target. Friday, May 29th, right here. We do have a special speaker coming, but again, that is for family only. It's not open. I know many of you would like to be here and normally would be here to honor the seniors and their families, but uh, small uh, participation just uh, in order to be clean and everything like that, to be careful there. Uh, don't forget, again, to pray request that we did mention because you remember van smith and family over in the knoxville area van has several brothers and sisters extended family home going of his father uh, this past week and she remember again miss mary norton her sister uh, over in the alexander area passed away i think i saw her it was in the obituary it was in the in the newspaper today some of you may have noticed that she was 79 uh, was a believer so remember miss mary and her family as well as well as keeping in prayer our young people that are going to the bill rice ranch in in july now and there's still room and be praying that lord willing be able to go with that and then one update from our missionaries. I know many of our missionaries today, a lot of you get emails and regular updates, and that's awesome. That's a blessing. You just get it right on your phone, maybe through your email, and you get a right up to date and don't always read the letters. But uh, there's a few back there, not too many that are new in May. A lot of our missionaries are going through the same thing we are, can't, can't meet. Uh, they're, they're closed down, not able to have services like we are. And so many of them are sort of on hold. But uh, this is from the Broad Streets up in uh, Ontario, Canada. A lot of the, some of the adults in here took a mission trip years ago up to see them are some of our longer serving missionaries in a tough area there in Ontario, but this is fresh off the, the press here, but I'm going to read one paragraph. It said, even though cold door knocking is not allowed and social distancing is required, opportunities can still be taken care of. While walking a few days ago, a man named Frederick was out cleaning his car. He and his family are from India. We spoke and he came out to the end of his driveway. We talked for a while, keeping our distance, and I asked him if heaven would be his home if he were to die. His response was similar. Well, I hope so, and based on good life. Sharing a track with the gospel, Frederick received Jesus as his personal Savior right there just while walking. And said the family has a very strong Catholic background. His son is studying to be a priest, but please pray for his family that they would also be saved. They also met another man, Ken, while walking. I hope to be able to talk to him. It says, please pray for this opportunity. We live in a very small town. Most houses are on little 50-foot lots. Usually when you're out walking, everybody avoids eye contact and no interaction or talking. But he said the virus has changed all that, at least where they're at. Almost everyone has a smile and a kind word now. You never know how or what the Lord will use. And then a little bit of humor from our missionary says here at the bottom. He said, just for fun, I read this last week, had to pass it on. Please pray for all the husbands that have told their wives for a long time, I will do it when I have time. He said, I know my son-in-law understands this all too well. All right. Apparently everybody has time and you're knocking out things there. All right. Amen. Isn't it good to see missionaries uh, and, and our missionaries winning people to the Lord? Why is that great? It's because that's our investment, and, and, and we invest in world evangelism. Let's be faithful in our giving to that, and I know we're not going to have a, a physical offering and offertory tonight, but as you leave, you can give uh, to uh, the men that are standing out by the doors. And then you can give online as well. I want to make another announcement uh, real quick before we come and we sing. What a friend we have in Jesus. We will sing that in just a minute. But I want to tell you about uh, opportunity we have as a church. Uh, we're going to start uh, some Bible classes on a Monday night, Monday nights in the fall. And uh, we're going to do personal evangelism. Um, 
uh, introduction to uh, Old Testament survey and Bible doctrines one. And uh, that'll be coming this fall on Monday nights. And I'll be teaching one. Uh, Brother Washburn's going to teach one. And Brother Johnny's going to teach one. Um, did you know that yet? Yeah. No, we, we talked about it. Uh, but uh, he'll be teaching one. And on Monday evenings, uh, you'll be able to do that. Now, it's a track that, uh, that has been put together by Crown College. They can be, uh, you can, it can be transferred to Crown College. But at the end of a two-year um, the classes for two years, you can you actually get to go to Crown College and walk for the certificate, and so it's a great opportunity. Uh, and for those young people that are looking for college, um, you can you can do that as well. Uh, but it's uh, it's an opportunity for our church and people around our church uh, to to get further um, further deepen their understanding of the Word of God and practice of the Word of God. And so, opportunity for us, and I'm excited about that. Now, what do you do if you're interested, Pastor Creed? You come see me or talk to me. We are doing a kind of a soft pre-registration right now to see what, what we're going to do and uh, how we're going to move forward. And so, if you're interested in any one of those classes or all three, uh, the price is low. It's $25 per class or $60 for, uh, that's the whole, the whole semester, it's $60 for all three. And so if you want to take all three of them on a Monday night, you can, uh, you can pay $60. And that is very simply for the material uh, and a little bit toward the electric that we're going to use uh, for those evenings. All right, so be pray about that. And if you're interested, come see me. Brother Worley. All right, let's stand again as we sing What a Friend We Have in Jesus. We'll sing a couple verses of What a Friend We Have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit, oh, what needless pain we Thank you so much for your singing. You may be seated. At this time, Mrs. Washburn is going to come and sing a special. Oh 
Turn back to Psalms chapter 23, that all-familiar passage of Scripture that we've been at the past couple weeks. Psalms chapter 23, and uh, thank you so much, Lauren, for playing the piano. And, uh, of course, we saw Alyssa up there again today, tonight, as we saw her this morning playing the special. Did you guys notice that uh, Thomas had to walk off the stage? Um, and uh, had to walk off the Thomas, come on in. Show everybody what you're doing. Yes, look, look at him. Oh, he's got the baby. Isn't that something? That could only mean one thing, that the baby's diaper's clean. Uh, and so uh, we're glad that he is uh, available for that, right? And uh, wonderful, and letting his wife play the piano. And uh, isn't she cute? Uh, yeah, I always, I have this theory that all babies, when they're newborn, they just look like aliens. And uh, there's just not really any cute features about them. They just slimy aliens and uh it's good it's good that she's now cute and uh we could see we could see mommy and daddy in her can't we and uh so thankful to be able to see her how many of you have been watching on uh, facebook and watching the pictures yes isn't that wonderful now we can see her in person and she's famous and wonderful and glad she's here and good to see ava and she's now my favorite whirly so uh praise god for that uh, no, uh, turn your Bible, so we're at Psalms chapter 23, Psalms chapter 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I love the way he says that. The Lord is my shepherd. And how exciting that is. 
I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And then he comes to this word, yay. (laughs) You know, it's almost like all that and something else. Yay, yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy, 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 rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Uh, in my Bible, I have underlined, for thou art with me. And then I have underlined in verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. And I have a line drawn between the two. Everything in this verse hinges... Everything in this chapter hinges on verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. And everything in this verse hinges on that phrase. For thou art with me. And that's our hope. That's the presence of the shepherd. That's the hope of America. That's the hope of the world is Jesus Christ and his presence in their life. Let's pray as we begin. Lord, we love you. Be with us now as we look in your word. Speak through your word to our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yea, all these things, and though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I want to look at this thought. we got four thoughts tonight, and I'll look at the first one is discouragement of a dark time. Discouragement of our dark time. We've all been there, haven't we? David was there. David was there many times. As sheep, we go through dark valleys. We, we are not as, as it's, it's, it's not as fun as the mountaintops, is it? Uh, it's not as fun as the hills. It's not as fun as the plateaus, but they are just as real. In fact, many of you are in the valley right now. It may not be your fault, Maybe God has led you there. Maybe the shepherd has led you there. But we're in the valley. You're in the valley, the dark valley. Have you ever been through a dark space? Maybe a dark building? You don't walk the same, do you? You go home. How many of you have one of these where when you walk through the door, you have to walk through a room to get to the light? Anybody have been there before? Huh? How do you walk when you do that? You just don't stroll through like you see everything, right? What happens? Huh? Some of you, you're down on, okay. Especially those that have kids. And the toys are left out. And and you're just kind of walking like this. Some of us that have arthritis, we can kind of put our foot out and kick toys around. And, and, and if the light was on and somebody was walking like that, something's wrong, right? But in the dark, we start walking different, right? As Christians, we go through the valley, and it's a dark valley. Our walk shouldn't change. Our walk shouldn't change. Because the person we trust doesn't change. Amen? Uh, If we look back at Psalms chapter 60, 
Psalms chapter 60. If you want to look at Psalm 60, the title's quite long and uh, talks about what David is going through. Now, this, this is recorded, the historical events is recorded in 2 Samuel chapter 8 and 1 Chronicles chapter 18 and 1 Kings chapter 11. But David was on a winning streak here. I mean, he was going through and battling. Now, now uh, Joshua, he's taken over. Joshua uh, was, uh, was uh, going through some things. Joshua won a lot of battles. And, and King Saul was a fighter and won battles and lost battles. And now David, David was a winner. I mean, we, we know that he couldn't build a temple because his hands were full of blood, right? Uh, and so he was a fighter. He was a, he was a soldier. And he had many wins, how many of you remember his first victory against Goliath? And what a win that was. And, and that brought him that famous, uh, that th- that famous line, uh, Saul, his thousands, but David his what? Ten thousands. And so David was known as a winner. Everybody knew David was a winner. And sometimes that can get to our heads. We're just winners. And we're just going to go in here and we're going to wipe them out. And Syria, which was kind of a rival to Israel, came in and won a battle. And maybe he was leaning on the flesh, experiencing one of his first defeats as king. As we look at his enemies, it's in the title um, and his first enemy, mean, uh, it, the, the word means Syria of two cities between the Euphrates and the Tigris River, and the other one was located in Syria, the valley at the foot of Le- Lebanon. But Syria was not the enemy you wanted to lose to. It was not the battle you wanted to lose. It was one of those battles when it was kind of like if you're Duke, you don't want to lose to North Carolina. If you're North Carolina, you don't want to lose to Duke, Right? It was one of those things. I, I, don't, I just don't want to lose to Syria. But when they lost to Syria, and, and if you can imagine a king who, who has soldiers' lives in his hand, blood on his hands, when you lose a battle, they're not playing with Nerf guns. Ladies and gentlemen, they're playing for life. When they lost this battle, people died. Good people died. David was in a valley. What did he say? He said, O God, verse 1, thou hast cast us off. You ever been in that dark valley where you felt like the Lord was nowhere near? O God, thou hast cast us off. Thou hast scattered us. Thou hast been displeased. Oh, turn thyself to us again. We can find us ourselves in that same place where David was, in the valley. But you know what David says in Psalm chapter 23? He says, Yea, though I walk through the valley. How many of you know when you're in the valley, you're ready to get out? <laughs> I'm ready for this valley to get out. In fact, Lord, if you'll just let me run, let's just hurry up. Hey, let's hurry up and get this pandemic over with. How many of you are with me? I am sick and tired of hearing the word COVID-19. Anybody else with me? 
Uh, I'm sick and tired of hearing the word pandemic, even, even hearing face mask. I mean, I just, I, I'm ready to get back. I'm ready to get back to uh, the old normal. I don't want a new normal. I want the old normal. I want to be able to go to a restaurant and go in and sit down and eat uh, waffles and, and sausage at, at midnight. I mean, I'm ready to get back to Waffle House. I'm ready. I mean, it, 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 it's about time. I'm ready to run out of it. Sometimes God says, no, you're going to walk. How can we walk with patience? And how can we walk in peace through the dark times? Because the Lord is our shepherd. Everything hinges in this chapter on that first, the first phrase, the Lord is my shepherd. Everything in this verse hinges on that phrase, for thou art with me. See, I can walk in the valley, not trying to run and get out of the valley. I can walk and have peace in the valley because thou art with me. Isn't that wonderful? Now, the fact is, you are going through a valley, or you have just got out of a valley, or you're about to go into a valley. And I want to remind you, the Lord is with you. During that discouragement of a dark time, the Lord is with you. The second thought, the despondency of, a, of the possibility of death. The despondency of the possibility of death, the shadow of of death. Now, it doesn't say just death. It says the valley of the shadow of death. The shadow of death. Now, David is not dead here. You say, how do you know that, Pastor Reed? Because he, he was writing. I mean, that's kind of easy assumption, right? He's writing. He can't be dead. So, he's not dead, but he's looking at death. Or death is, is real to him. Death is real to him. He's not dead yet, but death is a reality to me. When you're at the doctor's office, death becomes a reality to you. When you're filling out your will, death may become a reality to you. Uh, when, you're, when you're picking your life insurance, death may be a reality to you. When you're at a funeral, maybe it's a loved one's funeral, death is a reality to you. When you are at home and that funny feeling in your chest turns out to be gas, but you think to yourself, boy, it could be, this could be the one. Death becomes a reality to you. Uh, when your family member is on their deathbed and you are saying goodbye to them, death becomes a reality to you. When you have a close call on the road, death becomes a reality to you. Uh, when you are walking in the dark or in the dark building at night, hey, death can become a reality to you. Death will come to your mind. This past week, some of you thought maybe about your last day on earth. This could be it. Some of you may have thought, this is my last week here on earth. This could be it. And some of you have something that brought death to your mind. The last day of life to your mind. And, and how do you cope with that? How do you handle that? James chapter 4 and verse 14 says, Whereas ye know that uh, what shall be on the morrow, what is your life? It is even a what? Vapor. What does a vapor do? That appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. That's the perspective God has of our lives. Just yesterday you were graduating from high school. Right? Just yesterday you were graduating from college. 
right? Some of you, that's a reality. Just yesterday, you had your first child. Just yesterday, we were beginning the new school year. How many of you know time flies? It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. The reality is 20, 30, 40 years from now, many of us sitting here today will not be here. And I'm talking about all ages. Death is not a respecter of age. I mean, you understand that. But David was looking at death. Death was real to David when he was in the lion's den. Death was real to the three Hebrew children when they were thrown in the fiery furnace. Death was real to Stephen when he was being stoned for the name of Jesus. Death was real to Paul and Silas in the jail when they began to sing Death was real to Peter when he began to walk on the water and the storm came and he began to sink. Death became real to them. And what happens in your life when you're walking in the valley of the shadow of death? The reality that one day is going to be your last. How do you handle that? Here's how. Even when death is real, the, re- the presence of the shepherd becomes refreshing. Even when death is real, the presence of the shepherd is refreshing. I'm either going to live here or I'm going to live in heaven. Amen? Either I'm going to be taken care of by God here or God's going to take care of me in heaven. Amen? I'm either going to fellowship with Jesus in his word here and on my knees here on earth or face to face with Christ my Savior in heaven. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Jesus has wrought the victory over death and sin We are in Christ, and we have that victory. The shadow of death. It could come to you this week through a family member, through a circumstance. How are you going to handle that? For thou art with me. See, all death is is a gateway to Jesus Christ. That's all it is, is a gateway to heaven. Many of you are going through that right now, whether someone has passed away in your family or about to pass away, you can see they're, they're in the last days. And know that they're in heaven or going to heaven to be with Jesus. And we, like to th- we think about, oh, I can't talk to them again right now, and I can't see them again right now, and we have this grieving process. And we understand that. May this be on our minds. They're with Jesus. They're with Jesus. That wonderful, what a great day that's going to be. When Jesus we shall see. We see also, number three, the determination found in the presence of the shepherd. We can determine that we are not going to fear evil. If I don't fear death, what else is there to fear? 
look at, look at the verse again. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He doesn't say, I will not fear death. He says, I'll fear no evil. See, if I don't fear death, what else is there to fear? What can you do to me? I think of Job, don't you? If, if we were in Job's shoes, we would say something like, we've lost everything. But I want you to know, and are you listening to me? Understand this fact. A Christian cannot lose everything. You with me? We can't lose our salvation. We can't lose Jesus Christ. He's with us. We are in Christ. And he lives in us. What a blessed truth that is. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance, thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by putting on of thy hands. What's the gift of God? What has he given us? The Holy Spirit, amen? Verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. What spirit did he give us? The Holy Spirit. He didn't give us a spirit of fear. That's not part of the gift of the Spirit. We don't have the, the gift of, of teaching, the gift of service. And over here, someone, someone back here, they have the gift of fear. No. That's not, God has not given us the spirit of fear. He has given us what? Power, love, sound mind. The Lord is my shepherd, not the CDC. The Lord is my shepherd, not the governor. The Lord is my shepherd, not the president. The Lord is my shepherd, not the media. The Lord is my shepherd, not the mob. It is the Lord that's my shepherd, and he is the one that's with us. We are led to obey our authority, but it is the Lord that guides us to obey him most of all. One of the most gifted speakers in church history was a guy named John Chrysostom. The name comes from the Greek word meaning golden tongue. John was sent from Antioch uh, to what was then Constantinople, where he preached fearlessly in the capital of Eastern Roman Empire. Uh, he, uh, uh, his denunciation of the lavish extravagance of the rich and ruling class of the condemnation of, of the excess infuriated many, including the empress, who arranged for him to be exiled. Now, when he was told of his fate to be exiled, he said this. This was a statement I'm getting to. What can I fear? Will it be death? But you know that Christ is my life, and that I shall gain by death. Will it be exile? But the earth and all its fullness is the Lord's. Will it, will it be the loss of wealth? But we brought nothing into the world, and I can carry nothing out. Thus all... The terrors of the world are contemptible in my eyes, and I smile at its good things. Poverty I cannot fear. Riches I do not sigh for. Death I do not shrink from. I wonder if that's our spirit. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, 25, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Let me read that again. The fear of man 
bringeth a snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Paul writes to the people of Corinth in Philippians, Philippians, if you turn to Philippians chapter 1, Philippians chapter 1, how many of you know where he was writing from? Huh? From prison. It wasn't some cushy library on some campus somewhere. It wasn't on Microsoft Word in a library somewhere. He was writing from prison. How many of you know if you go to prison, death can become real? Huh? How many of you know if you go to prison, there's darkness and that's a valley? You can understand that, yeah. He's going through all that. But here's what he writes in verse 18. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. But that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. And then he makes this statement, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. What a mission statement that is. I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Because for me to live I'm living for Christ. You can't take Christ away from me. My life is His. Do what you want to me. You can't take Christ from me. For me to live is Christ. And if you're going to kill me, if you're going to take my life, it's His already. It's gain. Because I'll be in glory. What a great mission statement. If I am to live, I live for my shepherd. If I am to die, I'm to live with my shepherd. Did you catch that? If I am to live, I'm to live for my shepherd. If I am to die, I'm to live, I am to live with my shepherd. What a marvelous mission statement that is. Discouragement of a dark valley, despondency of a possibility of death, determination found in the presence of the shepherd, and then a definite comfort found in the shepherd. I want you to look at the last part. Thy rod and thy staff, they what? I want to thank Pastor Boyer for bringing his rod. Is this a rod or is this a staff? <laughs> it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, what what uh, the, the Bible is talking about, the rod uh, the, in the Hebrew, it deals more with the correction, the staff with support. But he's talking really about this. And this is what the shepherd, now, did you make this? Where'd you get this? Pennsylvania somewhere. You can't tell me, can you? Is it okay if my fingerprints is on it? I mean, is that? <laughs> but you look at this, and this is what David's talking about. As a Christ, our shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, we think about the rod and thy staff. And they bring David comfort. Why? Because the rod counts his sheep. 
Ezekiel chapter 20 and verse 17, it says, And I will cause you to pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. What's he talking about here? As a shepherd, the shepherd would take that rod, and maybe by a stump or by a tree, but cause that for the sheep to go under so they can go under one at a time. Why? So the shepherd could what? Count the sheep. <laughs> I love how the New Testament says this. Turn your Bibles, please, uh, to first, or 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I want you to lay eyes on this because this is important. God counts you. Isn't that wonderful? He counts you as one of his own. And as the shepherd is watching these sheep go by one at a time, and we, we learn about the lost sheep, how there was 99 that came in the fold, and he was missing one. And what did he do? He went after the one sheep. Why? Because it was his sheep. He counted them one by one, not two by two, not three by three, one by one, and he counts you as his one sheep. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Jesus, of Christ, depart from iniquity. Isn't that wonderful? God knows you. If you're his, you've accepted Christ, your personal Savior. God knows you, and he counts you. How comforting is that? And then we see he convicts his sheep. That is figuratively. Uh, sheep are not meant to be in briar patches. <laughs> sheep are not meant to go through and, and get uh, stuck with briars. But there's also things like mites and ticks. I mean, you know, sheep have wool. Absolutely. And the shepherd, they'd use the rod part of this, and they, they'd take the sheep, and the sheep would come, and the shepherd would remove that, that wool and be looking for mites, or be looking for cuts, or be looking for things that nobody else could see. And yes, we come to service and we're dressed up as a Christian. We've got our Christian wool on, don't we? But there's a rod that will convict. There's a rod that will separate that wool and that will cut through the fake Christianity and reveal what's really behind there. I like what David said. He said, search me, O Lord. Search me, O Lord. Verse, uh, chapter 39, verse 23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And here's what he's saying. He's saying, look, and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That's why it's important to be under good godly preaching and teaching of the word of God and to be in the word of God because that, that is the rod that separates the wool. I'm excited about God's Rod and staff, it convicts. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished in all good works. But then we see also that this rod and staff is used, and you know it, as a piece of correction. And the sheep... 
John, you want to help me with this? No? Okay. The sheep get out of line, and that shepherd takes that hook and puts it around that sheep's neck and pulls that sheep back. I mean, sometimes we get out of line, and we need that. By the way, do you fear that? Do you go against that? Something you hate? I, I want it my way. We talked about this this morning, didn't we? I want my path. No, the Lord's my shepherd. And by the way, we all go through this correcting time. You know that? It may, it may be why no other sheep is looking, but God, uh, in, his, in his wisdom, takes this staff and puts it around our neck, and sometimes he gently brings us back. But when we start bucking, he's going to put a little strength into it, isn't he? He's going to start yanking, and it's going to start to hurt. And by the way, before you say, why would he hurt us like that? The hurt or the pain that you feel from the shepherd bringing you back the fold is nothing compared to the consequence of getting out of the fold and getting away from the shepherd. And so he corrects. He corrects. And he comforts his sheep. Why is this a comfort to the sheep? Well, he counts with it. He convicts figuratively with it. He, he corrects his sheep. And he also comforts his sheep because the sheep know that if there's anything that comes into that fold, if there's anything, uh, predators that come, then that shepherd has this rod. And that shepherd has this staff. And maybe the sheep have seen one time when that shepherd took that staff to a stray dog or to a wolf. They didn't have the AR-15s back then. But the shepherd used the rod. The shepherd used the staff. And in your life, the shepherd has used that rod and that staff. Many of you are married, and you thank the Lord you didn't marry the person you could have married in high school. Because God, in his infinite wisdom, took his rod and made some separation there. Huh? There's some people that have come in your life that cause some trouble. There's people that can come in this church and cause some problems. And you know what? We're thankful of the shepherd's rod. Because he'll take his rod and make some separation. You see, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Why is that? Because of the presence of the shepherd. The presence of the shepherd. He is with us. Psalm chapter 60, we, we talked about the dark valley. David went through that dark valley. But it's so sweet to see the end of the valley. The end came in verse 11 and 12. Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Verse 12, Though God, through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. In closing, I want you to turn to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. 
You say, what is the hope that you're preaching about? Hope is found only in the shepherd. I want you to think about this. You cannot fail in the will of God. And you cannot succeed outside the will of God. Have have that sunken in yet? You cannot fail in the will of God. And you cannot succeed outside the will of God. Romans chapter 5, look at verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. You understand, there's, we can't have peace without God. But we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein you stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, patience, experience, and experience, hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Romans chapter 5 is a chapter of hope in the tribulation. In tribulation time, in in trial times. Romans chapter 8 is hope of getting out of tribulation, of getting out of trying times. When you're in that valley, in the shadow of death, we don't have to fear evil because the Lord is with us. We have his rod. We have his staff. It comforts us. Amen. Let's go, Lord, in prayer. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much for your will, for your word, for giving us your word. Thank you for the opportunity to meet tonight. Lord, help us to understand the importance of the presence of our shepherd. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I wonder if there's anybody who says, Pastor Creed, I don't even know if the Lord is my shepherd. I don't know if I'm saved, Pastor Creed. If I were to die today, I don't know where I'd spend eternity. Would you pray for me? I'm raising my hand. I don't know where, if I go to heaven or hell, would you pray for me, Pastor Creed? I may say, Pastor Creed, I know I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven when I die. I'm raising my hand. That is settled. I am saved. Amen. I'm a child of God. He's my shepherd. Amen. I know what some of you are going through. But I don't know what all of you are going through. Maybe God spoke to your heart tonight about the valley that you're walking in right now. Maybe God spoke to your heart tonight about the shadow of death. Maybe God spoke to your heart tonight about the fear that you have or the comfort he wants you to have. Whatever God spoke to your heart about, would you say, Pastor, God spoke to my heart, I know. Amen, thank you. Yes. Hands up all over. Thank you.
And we're going to pray. And I'm, we're doing this new. But as, uh, when I finish praying, I, the piano is going to play. And I want to challenge you to do business with God right there. However God spoke to you, or maybe you need to get your family together and pray. However you want to do it. We get together. Thank God for his presence. Thank God for his work as the shepherd. And meditate on what God has spoke to you about tonight. Lord, thank you so much for speaking to my heart. Lord, I pray that you'll have your way in this invitation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. to dismiss, but we do have order of business tonight. Um, I need a motion that we open a business meeting. Brother Johnny first and Brother um, Mel second. Is that motion? Um, All right. So uh, we have, uh, during this pandemic, we haven't been using the buildings quite a bit as much, and up in the gymnasium we had a uh, a leak uh, with our water heater, a hot water heater tank. It leaked and uh, damaged quite a bit up there. Uh, we did have our insurance company come out, and praise the Lord, the insurance company is covering the mitigation and is covering $8,700 of putting it back. And so that is a blessing. Um, and so there are four four items that we added to what we when we want to put it back. Some things that would help us up there, uh, which would come to seventy one hundred dollars over what the insurance is paying. Um, and I'm going to go over those four things real quick. Uh, we want to put a dishwasher in there. We can save about if we order that tomorrow. We can save about five hundred. Save about $300 because of a 35% off deal at Lowe's, and we're going to order that ourselves. Uh, we do, uh, just, just to help everybody, we're having first restoration do the whole, um, the whole thing. Uh, they are getting permits and uh, making sure we're doing it right. Um, and so um, pray for that because anytime the city or county comes in, um, some, anything could happen and so just be in prayer for that but uh, we, are, we have to get their permits um, and so there's some new plumbing that goes up there and so we're looking at doing a, uh, a dishwasher to help the ladies up there uh, the dishwasher is a $900 dishwasher that we we're able to get for close to $550 um, and so uh, that's a great opportunity for us to buy tomorrow we get that up there there is a deep a deep sink that's split, a 60-40 split to help the ladies with the dishes as well. 
because we do have pretty large things that come up there. I mean, it's not your regular dishes and, and forks. It's large stuff. Um, and so that'll help with the ladies. And then uh, a uh, tankless water heater. Um, now, we did some investigation um, with the tankless water heater. The, we, one couple reasons we're going with the tankless water heater is because the, it gives us room for the deep sink. Uh, also, we don't have a 50-gallon tank up there of water waiting to ruin our week. Uh, and so um, that would be help and a blessing. Uh, now, one of our worries was in the tankless water heater, for those of you that know and have dealt with tankless water heaters, they pull a lot of energy. And we investigated that, and with the limited use up there, there would be no difference between the water heater we had and the water, water heater we're getting, that we could get. And so uh, there's not going to be any difference um, of pulling too much electricity. Uh, and then with the flooring, the, the, the previous flooring that was up there, um, it, 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 uh, it did its job. <laughs> uh, but we want to put, we want to help our ladies and put a, um, a softer pad underneath of it and uh, put a better floor up there. I mean, it's not, hot, it's not the highest quality floor, but it's floor that if it gets wet, it's not going to ruin. Um, and, uh, and then... Uh, and it's also a better floor for our knees and for our feet uh, for the ladies. And so um, the way we're working this is um, Brother Washburn and Brother Buck and I have talked this through as far as budget. We found the money in the budget. Uh, of course, as you know, um, with a lot of things not being used, we found some, some ways and different lines we could use for the money. Uh, we'll be splitting between a half, 50-50 uh, with the school and the church. We will save $500 on taxes and hopefully about $300 on the um, dishwasher. So that's about $800 for off the $7,100. What we are saying $7,100 because you have no, no idea what's going to happen. I mean, we're 90% sure, but it is construction. So um, we're praying that $7,100 will work. And so we're asking the church uh, to allow us to split about thirty. 3550 and 3550 church and school uh, to be able to take care of the um, to be able to take care of the kitchen up there and so uh, we have the contract ready to sign on Monday they get up there and do it as soon as possible um, would now be a good time to for questions or discussion before we vote any questions on this Okay, so do I have a motion that we vote? You already motioned, Mel. You want a motion again? You're ready to get out of here, aren't you? <laughs> do I have a motion that we take a vote? Mel first and Brother Monty. Monty Price second. And um, all right, all in favor for spending the 7100 on that kitchen up there, uh, signify with the uplifted hand. Any oppose, like sign. And it passes. We will sign that. I will keep you updated. If you have any questions, come see me. My door is always open. Uh, I have a motion. Do I have a motion to close the business meeting tonight? Uh, Brother Boy, are you sure? Because all you have is a bunch of teenage girls going home to. You sure you want to close this out? You want to stay a little longer? All right. Um, Pastor Boyer first. Brother Washburn second. 
and we're closed. Um, Brother Johnny, why don't you come up and close us in prayer? And what a day it's been, amen? Good to be back. Exciting. And I, I'm excited about where God's taking Temple Baptist Church. I'm excited about what God's going to do here. And uh, God's at work, and we're very thankful for that. Amen? Brother Johnny, you come close us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that we have a great shepherd. And for many, they're in fear. Many are uncertain. But, Lord, we with certainty can say the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We thank you, Lord, that whether we be in life or death, as Pastor just said, we are now uh, living for you. But one day we'll be able to dwell with you. And what a wonderful thought that is. Be with us as we part our ways. Keep us safe. Thank you again for allowing us to meet together. And we look forward to the next appointed time that we may rejoice in the goodness of God. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.